there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! And with us tonight, the Celtic hero, John Hartson, and the Falkirk captain, maybe heading up a division, Stephen McGinn. Stephen, welcome to the programme. Thanks, Paul. Well done at the weekend. John, welcome back from Hampden Park. Always nice to be here. Quite an afternoon as Celtic uh, hone in and another victory at the weekend. And the news today that Celtic fans are talking about is that Ange Postacoglu hinted today, he said this, I'm hoping that over the course of time, as long as I'm here, and I think you'll be surprised how long that is, I'm consumed by trying to make this club the best it can be. A clear indication that it doesn't sound as though there's any idea mm. of leaving Celtic for quite some time. Well, I hope so. And I think it's music to, to Celtic fans' um, ears, if that's the case. We don't know, but all we do know is that there will be some huge interest in Ange Postacoglu because of the way his team play, because of the way that he is as a person, the way he sets up. Um, and he's making a big name for himself, you know, down south, all over Europe. Um, so there will be interest. It's just a case of can Celtic and Ange fend that interest off? It's going to be down to Ange Postacoglu. I think the club would be delighted now to give him another long-term contract on the back of his success. Um, it's going to be down to him as an individual. Uh, but that that is great, you know, him saying that, you know, he's not finished on his jersey, on on his journey. Sorry, at Celtic, he wants to win more trophies. He wants to emulate the likes of Gordon Strachan and Martin O'Neill. These guys. I listened to his comments at the weekend on the television, in terms of getting to the second phase, getting out of the group of the Champions League. Like everything else, progress for Celtic. Yes, domestically, win trophies, fantastic. But progress, big progress, is Europe. Yep. You know, European football. That's what you judged on ultimately. And I think he wants to take Celtic to another level in Europe. And we want to talk to you about the next step for Celtic themselves. A lot of chat last night, Stephen, you heard the programme with Barry and Mark. Um, a lot of Celtic fans on, but Rangers fans as well saying, why no Raskin? Why not Cantwell? Especially Raskin. What's happening? There's only the cup to look forward to now, really. Nobody's saying it's officially over the title, but it would be silly to say, oh, Rangers are going to win the title. Um, today, the Celtic fans, you're looking at social media, these comments from Ange Postacoglu, four years almost to the day since Brendan Rodgers suddenly disappeared, they're taking great heart from it. Yeah, I think it's the best uh, news Celtic fans could have woke up to. Um, I think uh, along the way, Ange has told them they're going to lose some of these heroes. Juranovic and Giacomakis go in the January and um, they might lose one or two more of their assets in the summer. But as long as they think that they can have Ange Postacoglu for a number of years... I think it gives him hope that they can do anything. I think he's almost, he's only been here only in his second season, but he's like a godlike uh, figure at the club at the minute with the fans. And I think they believe him. I don't think it, it doesn't, 
with with the with the way they ha- the relationship he has with the fans, it doesn't just th- it doesn't sound like a throwaway comment. I think they can buy into it, and he if he's looking to build a, a dynasty at Celtic, then it's something they can get really excited about. John, we saw you there. We heard you here. I was in with Barry and Andy Walker, but we had the telly on the Viaplay team on good coverage. Did you enjoy the cup final? I did. Yeah. I did enjoy it. Yeah, I thought it was a. I thought it was a good game. Uh, I thought um, Celtic controlled um, large periods of the football match. I thought with not ultimately the way that they they keep the ball and they move the ball so well, you know, across the pitch. Um, I thought Rangers had their moments. You know, mm. they had their moments, particularly in the second half when when Morelos got them back in it. It gave the crowd a lift. It gave them a little bit of hope and. Kent also then hits the post. Um, but I just felt Celtic were always really in control of the match. I thought Aksabanovic went through, could have, you know, could put the game to bed and made it 3-1. Kyogo's header in the first half. But I also think Celtic, they scored two brilliantly well-worked goals where that, that pass from Moy into Greg Taylor wide enabled Greg Taylor to hit it into the box first time. If that's, a, if that's the wrong weight... It means Taylor has to take a, put, a touch. And then what that means then, a Rangers defender can get yeah. back and block that cross out or even get the goal side of Kyogo. The fact that it was bang, bang, bang. It was Moy, Taylor, first touch finish, Kyogo. That's brilliantly worked. And it's it's just straight off the training ground. And the second goal as well, again, Kyogo. And what about Kyogo? Another two goals in the League Cup final. He's yep. just... You know, he, two years running, John. Uh, incredible. You know, yeah. you know he's, he's coming up with the, in big moments, in big goals, in big games. Um, I think Celtic, you know, they 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 deserved it. I thought they were the better team on the day. I think the Rangers manager said that. Yeah. I think Tavernier's come out and said it was nowhere near a good enough performance for us. So no complaints about the result. Are Celtic, um, are Celtic at the moment just too good for Rangers? At this moment in time, the the league difference nine points with the goals. Um, they've got the first trophy of the season. Ange big moments. Ange wins his, you know, he defends the trophy, retains it if you like. Um, and you'd have to say that. I think you'd have to say just at this moment in time, Celtic are they are looking like the better unit, you know, and that's just you know calling it as I see it and of course you're allowed to say that after a game when you've won. The Sakala comments came back to haunt him a little bit, didn't it? I don't know. Listen, I said last week he can say what he wants. You know, I just think naturally you do your talking after the game, don't yeah. you? I think what happens is, you know, you make a little bit of a rod for your own back. Yeah. We saw Graham Sooners doing it a few years ago down at Blackburn when he came to Celtic Park and said these men against boys. Martin, we didn't need a team talk that <laughs> night. You know, the boys knew when he had Larson, Sutton, Lennon, Thompson in the team. You know, you, you don't... But listen, at the end of the day... Um, and the Liverpool boys did it as well. Who, who is it we get in the next round, they were heard to say, on the way into Anfield, on a night that you might remember? You scored yes. a terrific goal. Apparently they did, Stephen, on the way in. And it happened, you know, we know it. With Scottish teams, you know, in England, they're like, who have we got in the next round? I, I, I don't like it. I, I don't think that... Uh, I don't think there's any need for that. I, I've been in teams where teammates have said stuff and you think why are you saying that mm. I mean I've looked at other teams when you're it's tough it's really tough and you're you're going for trophies and, and you're looking at what other, you're always monitoring what the other team are doing and they got a warning in this, the semi-final not to do it because Anthony Stewart the Aberdeen captain comes out and says the thing about Cholak's better than Morelos even though everyone kind of knew Morelos the kind of yeah. mind games he goes out and gets sent off but honestly Paul it, it, yeah. it did not bother me I think the press no, wrote something yeah. that I was concerned that I bit back at Sakala I never 
Yeah. I never at all. It's it's a Carlin's entitled to say yeah. what he wants, whether or not he's naive, whether or not it it riled up the Celtic yeah. dress. I don't know. I'm not in the Celtic dress, you know. So ultimately, people you know that do that, then you know it might come back and haunt yeah. them, you know. And you speak once you've won. It's like the title now. People are saying of Celtic, is it done? Is it? No, it's not done. Never has been an SPL, uh, a Scottish Premiership title handed out. Mm. At the beginning of March or the end of February, wherever we are, it hasn't been done. Celtic could have a little blip, Rangers yeah. could go on another run. Well, you were involved in 2005. It's, it's not done. Yeah, it's course. not done. Ange Postacoglu, <laughs> listen, they got a great lead, but nothing is done until that last, until you're over the line. I, are you listening, Celtic fans? That's John Hartson telling you it's not yet done. Sorry, Stephen. That, that's what surprised me about Rangers not hanging about for the, the trophy. All our listeners, everyone's played in cup finals over the year. You lose a cup final and you stand there. You see the other team win a trophy and it rips your guts out. It does. You're, you're standing there thinking, wish that was me, your family's here. I think that sort of pain, that seeing Celtic lift that trophy and think, i make sure that doesn't happen again the next time. I, I thought walking down the tunnel straight after that, I was a wee bit surprised at that as well. John? I'm not bothered. Celtic won, held the cup up. <laughs> no matter what Rangers do... Celtic won the game they have the enjoyment of going up and lifting the cup in front of their own supporters were you surprised? What, no no I wasn't no. what Rangers do is, is Rangers' is business I think the manager can have an impact on that um, I think the players themselves can impact that they've obviously made the decision if we lose today we will get up the tunnel and we will you know have a look at things we'll, we'll, we'll work on things Monday morning that, that is their prerogative I wasn't bothered one bit about that. All I was concerned was was that Celtic won on the day and they were going to go and enjoy with their supporters. The Rangers fans last night were all saying, where was Raskin? What was your view? Stephen, were you, were you surprised that they didn't play? Well, a lot of the chat's been no Raskin, no Cantwell. Yeah. The Cantwell one, I could understand in terms of who do you leave out. I mean, Kent was always going to play, Sakala's always going to play and Tillman, by all accounts, is in the form of his Rangers career. Uh, Raskin I thought was brought into play all the chat was, was uh, expected to be Ras- Ra- uh, Raskin plus one but I actually thought Michael Beale gambled on the, the team selection with the fitness at Lundstrom and Tillman and I think the Hamden pitch exposed it I watched uh, during the, co- the Covid season I was at Hibs and I was part of the coaching team so we'd done a lot of work on that Rangers formation with the narrow midfield and and the midfielders have to work really hard um, and then my brother obviously with Aston Villa watched all the Aston Villa games he played in that, that shape, that formation that Stephen Gerrard had. And of Michael course. Be- yeah. Really, it takes a lot of work. And I thought that... Um, I, I just didn't think Lindstrom and Tillman looked fit at all. So I, why didn't he make the changes I couldn't, earlier? I, I couldn't believe it. They, they, weren't, they came out for the second half. Honestly, I thought... He, he's taking, It's a cup final. You try and get your what you think is your yeah. cup final team. You're trying to get it out there. I couldn't believe they came out for the second half in terms of the way the first half had went. And I know Michael Beale was unbeaten until then. And he has done, what was that, 14 games, won 13, only drew one. It was against Celtic. But people were really surprised. I was speaking to Peter, for example, huge Rangers fan, City Centre, uh, this morning, Bodwell Street. He said, I can't believe it. Why no Raskin? Everyone is saying it. And he was bought by Michael Beale, who knows football. Everyone agrees. He's a great tactician. Why didn't he, or even at half-time, at 1-0, make the change? Well, he's gone with what he feels um, was his best 30-11 players. Now, Tillman's been very good for him yeah. in recent weeks. Yes, Lundstrom has been lacking that game time. He's missed several games. But Lundstrom has been a big player for him, you know, and he's been a big player for Rangers since he arrived. Remember Rangers' has run to the 
Europa League final last season, the league title, you know, at the beginning of this run under Beal, Lundstrom, very solid. And it's always easy, Paul. It's always a much easier to talk in the aftermath. If Rangers had gone and, and, and you know, did okay and had the result, then it would have been the correct decision. And I know it's all ifs and buts and what what what, what may have been, but he's gone with the team that he felt yeah. would impact Celtic um, on the day. And now we can look at it and say, Beal might put his hand up and say, well, I may well have gone with Raskin. But he trusted Lundstrom on that particular day to go and perform for him and it never quite worked out. They, they know the system. I mean, they've played it for a long time, especially Glenn Kamara. Um, and and it was his midfield he went with the last Celtic game at Ibrox. So I could see I can see why he's done it. I mean, Raskin no, no doubt looks a top player. Look, he's been excellent since he came in. A lot of his works, his good work's been on the ball. The uh, Lundstrom and Tal, um, Kamara know who, who when Tavernier and Barisic go forward, Michael Beale likes them to cover. But I just thought on the day it just they looked off it. John Hartson, how much can Ange Postecoglou achieve as Celtic manager? Well, again, I, I think it's um, Europe is the benchmark. You know, Europe's the benchmark. Um, they performed ever so well in the Champions League without without being convincing in in front of goal. They never took their chances. They had numerous chances. I'm not many excuses up for anybody. But when you don't take chances, when you keep missing, um, when you get that little bit of bad luck as well against Real Madrid, we did the yeah. game. Callum McGregor hits the post in the first 10 minutes. Real Madrid are the best team in the world. You know, Champions League winners. Yep. Um, but I just thought you need a little bit of luck. Yes, mm -hmm. Celtic ultimately, you know, Shakhtar Donetsk and Leipzig. Yep. You know, I think Celtic should have maybe got out of the group. Um, but it's not a criticism. No. I, I think it's a learning process for a lot of the players. A lot of the guys had never played Champions League football. Mm -hmm. Um, so are they better equipped then for next season? I think they're better equipped. I think they'll add again in the summer, um, given give more funds. Ange will want that. I think you might see one or two of their favourite players leaving simply because he wants to balance books, he wants to sell to bring in these type of things. Yeah. He might not have to sell anybody. He might just give him the funds to add. But you look at six months ago, you never thought that Jack and Marcus and and um Juranovic. and Juranovic would would be out of the door they have gone they were two they were two of Celtic's biggest performers by the way let's not forget their impact in the Celtic yeah, shirt sure. did very very well so i think i think the main one for Ange is of course win domestically keep building up that trophy hall but europe and and achieve what other managers have gone on and done you know in on on the european stage he thinks people will be surprised how long he stays. Stephen McGinn, what do you think he will achieve as manager of Celtic? Well, I mean, John says Europe's a benchmark. Europe, European football's got really tough for, for Celtic in yeah. terms of uh, the finances. What I do think, I think they, they'll go in more experienced. They, they, that's a group of players that, as John rightly said, they were, they were really good at times in the Champions League, but they, they had spells in the game and they lost goals that against top quality teams that they'll learn from. Maybe um, not leave players like Mudrik, Modric, maybe the same players for um, switch off at times. But yeah, it's just the recruitment's so good. I've been watching the game and, and I know everyone's saying Ryan Kent was, was so quiet, but how good was Alistair Johnson? Yeah. 
He's, he's lost Celtic have lost Josip Juranovic who's a, a huge player for them Tony Ralston's done great when, when he's called from Alistair Johnson just went in there and looked as if he's played in a hundred of their games he, he, even the way he finishes the game so strong and with with the the vision to pick out Haksibanovic so late into the game so it's it's just it's that belief they've got in the recruitment and the manager that, that there isn't a ceiling on what Ange can, can do Yeah, and a great find Canada international Canadian international I watched him at the World Cup and what a brilliant find, yeah. you know, to, to bring him in and, and obviously let Juranovic go, who uh, again was arguably one of the best yeah. right backs at the World sure. Cup, Croatia going far in the yeah. tournament. Um, brilliant, just the yeah. recruitment, just, that, you know, the people who are working under Ange, you know, there, there will be people working with the recruitment sure. all the time and, and finding these players has, has been great. That, that's the thing, people talk about Ange and he's knowledge of the J-League but he hasn't worked in the MLS he's went Gallister Johnson you know I mean Matt Riley he's never worked in England goes yep. and gets Matt Riley these boys aren't costing loads of money and are coming yep. in and real good young players with so much potential Cameron Carter-Vickers last year and recruitment then, is huge so, yep. in football Paul it's oh, arguably yeah. one of the biggest things that you need you know as a manager you need mm. To trust your recruitment officer. Sure, you, absolutely right. You it's know. a big e economic driver for Celtic. Look at the profits announced a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And the position that they are in. It's arguably the biggest position in yeah. in in the club. You know that the chief yeah. executive has to work alongside the recruitment officer. Mm. He has to sell the player in terms of his talent. Mm. Then you have agents. Everything getting involved. You have to get the right fees, and he has to fit into your team. It's like. And the way that Ange has worked with his recruitment people has been incredible. I could go through the whole team. There's just so many that have worked, you know, and done really, really well this season for Celtic. John Hartson, Stephen McGinn, Paul Cooney, 0808 17 17 700. Lots of calls coming in. And you can join us on the socials at Go Football Show. Rangers fans, what do you want to see happen now? Michael Beale, a good start, but didn't get that trophy. It was tough. He was up against uh, the team that's the standout team in Scotland at the moment. And that's what he wants to do with Rangers. And for Celtic, with Ange Postacoglu, that statement for this morning, he said, I'm hoping that over the course of time, as long as I'm here, and I'm still here, even though people have been getting me out the door, I need a bit of a laugh with Ali. I'll talk to you about that. I think you'll be surprised how long I'm here. Ange said, I'm consumed by trying to make this club the best it can be, and I'll enjoy every minute of it quick break and then we're back and the Rangers 117 trophies over the years the many many years Celtic on 114 so if Celtic win the league which it looks like and if they get a treble which could happen may not they'd be 116 versus Rangers 117 it's, uh, it's tight the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road Darnley let's go Go Radio Football Show, Tuesday evening with uh, John Hartson and Stephen McGinn. Huge weekend coming up as well. But we're still looking back at the weekend, which was Saturday and Sunday. Another top flight manager disappeared at the weekend, Liam Fox. And it was no real surprise, was it, after Dundee United lost 4-0 at Ross County. Other games, St. Johnson, St. Mirren 1-1. Kilmarnock and Motherwell, Callum Slattery, what a goal right at the end for the well. And uh, Aberdeen winning against Livingston. And then, of course, in the championship, Queen's Park. Barry and I went to the game on Sunday as uh, local boys, but we saw Queen's Park beat Hamilton Ackies 4-1. And Stephen, I noticed you had a goal down to Airdrie, but a good win for you. And you're still in there chasing Dunfermline. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the last few years, Falkirk haven't done well at all against Airdrie, so um, we lost the early goal. But mm. 
think we need, we've got a wee bit of momentum behind us. Um, we've not lost a game for a long time now, so you, you have that kind of confidence in the boys that um, we can get back into the game. So a big win for us. Obviously, Dunfermline won again, which fair play to them. They, but all we can do is do our bit and keep chipping away. John, we just see in Sky there the FIFA, the best player. I see that Andy Robertson and Stevie Clark voted for Lino Messi to win the FIFA Best Player Award. The PSG superstar lifting the trophy for the second time. What's a player? Yeah, unbelievable yeah. player. What a talent. Um, and I think it's the fact as well, you know, he won the World Cup with his country. Yeah. yeah I'm not really been watching an awful lot of PSV, um, PSG. Mm. In all honesty, but you know him, Mbappe and Neymar, um, yep. you know between them. So listen, he's, he's been an incredible player, hasn't he? And uh, still going, still going. Ready to take some calls, John? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Did you speak to Ange on Sunday? I bumped into him before the game. Yeah, yeah. obviously. And then um, as he was coming up on on the steps, I shook his hand. I said, "Well mm. done." Another one in the bag, big fella. He said, thank you very much, John. Yeah. And that was it. Really did, short and sharp. Did you give him a few tips for Kyogo? No, I'm joking. Uh, no, I, he doesn't need me no. to give tips yeah, to yeah. anybody, by the way. Kyogo's sure. doing perfectly fine. How many goals did you have? 110 goals for Celtic. Kyogo, 24 already this season. Oh, he'll beat that. He'll double years. that. If he stays at the club, he'll double that. All right, there. John yeah. Harson says Well, Well, if, if yeah. he stays sure. at the club, yeah. absolutely. Which he may do. Okay, let's take the first call of the evening. Regan is on the line. Good evening, Regan. Paul, thank you for having me on again. It's good to be on. Pleasure. Keep sending the check. <laughs> I'm kidding. Reagan, aye. So you'll be happy as a Celtic fan for... Uh, well, what about this news, Ange Postacoglu, saying I'll be here. Um, you'll be surprised how long I'm going to stay. Oh, Paul, it's great news that Ange said that. I mean, I know that he made a wee jibe to Alan McCoy on Sunday saying if you could give me a lift back to Celtic Park, that'd be great because I know Alan McCoy was... See, they would take him to the airport. They said, he was buried at Lawless Men. So it's great to hear him say that today. Yep. That he's going to be here for, long, for uh, a very long time. So, um, Because I think Celtic now, they've got a real uh, stranglehold over the, the Glasgow Derby. And I think it, I think it only bodes well for Celtic, Paul. And uh, the cup, is the treble, is that what the fans are talking about now? Mr. Boys, we're all truly honest. I mean, I think Paul, I would say the title race is finished. So people that about about two months ago, and I can agree on because. Regan, we're going to try. We'll, we'll reconnect with you. It's not a good line. We'll reconnect. Um, Stephen, I'll ask you first though. What's the position about the title? What would you say? We heard John saying it on. Nobody's going to say it's over until it's over. I understand. What would you say? No, I mean, I think Rangers. Rangers were hoping to. I think. I think with some of the mind games and maybe try and irritate Celtic, try and win that trophy and really kind of unsettle them because it's really hard to to see where Celtic drop the points required um, with the form. Everything points to it. So I think Rangers were just trying to knock themselves, uh, knock Celtic out of their stride and build momentum and, and, and try and get it closer and, and get and bring nerves in but just with the with the nine points difference and the goal difference you just you just can't see the, the gap getting shorter and John if Rangers had won the cup on Sunday it, it could have given a moment to say well they've got two games against Celtic that could be could be six points yeah. and then it puts a bit of doubt well I think we mentioned that previously yeah, in the did. show you know I think it would have given Rangers a bit of confidence of course they'd have continued their unbeaten run so 15 games, I think it yeah. was. Or was it 50, 14 yeah, wins yeah. or something yeah. like that? Yeah. 
And of course, momentum is a huge thing in football. It would have, it would have knocked Celtic back slightly. And Regan's right, you know, Celtic have, have a major stranglehold on, on the title right now over Rangers. But, you know, I continue to say no medals get, get handed out in um, at the beginning of March. Um, it never happened before. And Celtic will go game by game until it's, until it's mathematically impossible and they've got enough points advantage for Rangers not to catch them. And, and then they can start celebrating then and get over the line. And then win, I think it's, uh, it's going to be their 53rd title, I believe. Yep. Um, which would be another, you know, another... Another double for Ange. He's got one cup in the bag. Of, mm. of course, if he can retain the league, they'll want to do that. They have a wonderful lead. Um, but there won't be any talk of any, you know, titled party at Celtic. Within that dressing room, yeah. Ange will make sure, of course, you can dream. You can say, well, we're nine clear. We've got it in the bag. Nothing, believe me, Paul, nothing is in the bag until it's done. Let's hear a bit of Ange. Yeah, very pleased and obviously very proud of um, all the players, the staff. Um, we worked awfully hard for a very long time and, you know, part of the process of working hard is to get rewarded for it at some point so you can keep working hard and, uh, you know, the boys got the reward today, which is, you know, I think well-deserved for them and, um, you know, just, you know what it means for our supporters. So, uh, you know, great day for the football club. Two years running in a cup final, two goals for Kyogo. Yeah, it's invaluable to have a player who is willing to do everything in his power to help the team, you know. Um, it's not just about his goals, and obviously the goals are important, uh, the most important thing, but he just works so hard, you know. And again, he's another one who, whatever rewards he gets, they're hard-earned, you know. He's not floating about out there just waiting for a chance. He's running his socks off to do things that, you know, other strikers won't do because he knows it's the right thing for the team. I think, you know, players of this Football club are often measured by how they perform on, on the biggest of stages, and you know he delivers again. And uh, you know you look at him and the size he is, and the players he's up against, and he doesn't shirk any of it. You know he, he puts them under oppositions under pressure. He's so clever with his movement, and he wants to be front and centre when the opportunity's there. So you know he was outstanding today, and he, he's he's been outstanding. I think from the moment he's joined our football club. And Reagan for his size. You know, these days, a striker getting so many against some of the giants he's up against. What do you make of Kyogo? Oh, Kyogo's an, an absolute amazing player, Paul. I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic. I've got one question for John and Stephen, right? Yeah. And my question is, do you think the fact that Kyogo's now 27, do you think that maybe says that he's going to be a Celtic for a long, long time? Because, see, for me, John, I think Celtic are looking to offload maybe, maybe players that are 20, 21, 22, not up where there's, there's 27 or 28. Well, what I'd say to that, Reagan, is that he's in his prime. You know, you come yeah. into your prime years when you're 27, 28, 29. You know the game, you're playing more a little bit with your head rather than, the, you know, your endeavour. Um, you've got enough games under your belt to uh, know when you can, you know, w when you want to make runs. And I think the one thing as well, Andy just said there, his work rate is phenomenal, but also he's in a very, very privileged position, like I was, like I was very blessed to play with wonderful players around him. Look at his goals on the weekend. Taylor's put one, one on the plate for him. Yes, he's got to be in there like all good strikers do. They've got to be in that six-yard box. And obviously the second goal was another great ball in 
and he gets his second goal. So, yes, he makes tremendous runs. He works his socks off. He came off at the weekend. No striker wants to come off when he's on a hat-trick. No. But you know what, Reagan? He accepted it. I think, oh, oh, went on. And, uh, you know, he put himself about and won a few free kicks. And, 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 and that's what Ange does. When the players have give everything, it doesn't matter bringing them off. Um, and there's no qualms about it. There's nobody mourning about the situation. But um, no, I I like him, and um, I think as long as he's happy and he's scoring goals and his family is settled, um, I hope you know we'll we'll see a lot more of him. It's like everything else, Regan. We we can only surmise and hope that people stay at the football club. As I mentioned, I keep going back to Jakamakis. Yep. And Ivanovic, six months ago, we were hailing these players. But who would have thought they've gone out of the door? I think it's a decision for Ange to see how his players are performing in training and in games. Yep. In terms of their, their demeanour, are they happy? Are their families happy? A lot of this, you know, a lot of these things that happen inside a football club can, can, can depend on whether players stay or whether they go. But like every other Celtic fan, I would love to see Kyogo stay for, for as long as possible. Stephen, what's your hunch on Kyogo? Yeah, I mean, John's covered, covered it well. I think Celtic fans will be desperate for him to stay. But I mean, the relationship he seems to have with Ange, um, I mean, he, he just seems to fit perfectly into the system. He's probably, I mean, John was a different type of Celtic striker in terms of the defenders would have known every single time they were in a game, real physical battle. He was a focal point in the Celtic team probably throughout the years, been different types of strikers. Kyogo's almost one that after about 30, 40 minutes, Conor Goldson and that are probably thinking, I'm winning all my headers here, mm -hmm. I'm winning. But he manages he manages to find so much space in the box and he always seems to be there for that for that it's almost like the Ange Poster called Glue Goal where they get it down the side and they cut it across and, and he's standing there to put it in. So I think I mean earlier in the season I think Ange um, was rotating him with Jackamakis quite a lot and I think he said he was being a bit harsh on Kyogo. Mm -hmm. And what Kyogo's done is he's went to a new level in his Celtic career, in my opinion. Over the last two or three months he's been absolutely outstanding and really, I mean, really knocking him in. Like he's uh, and and that that's that start about the two cup finals, two doubles. I mean, that's amazing. That's right up there with some of the best. Andrew's also speaking about the partnership of CCV and Starfelt. Yeah, I thought Carl and Cam were, but they have been for a very long time with us. I mean, they've got a really difficult role. People don't understand that. Yeah, you know, they see us dominating games and they think that they've got an easy job. They've sometimes got the hardest job because often we'll leave them defending one on one. You see, most other teams defenders have the luxury of having you know cover or an extra player. They, you know, they got they got to defend one on one every week against opponents. And um, you know, we knew today there'd be moments in the game where they'd have to defend strongly. And I thought. Yeah, they're both real defenders. You know, they love the art of defending. They're not just about what we do when we have the ball. They, you know, they don't shirk the physical side of it. They're, they're brave. Um, and I thought Ali Johnson was great as well defensively today. And, and even Greg, you know, the man ahead of us, he wins for guys his size. But it's it's the fact that, the, as I said, the, the lads won't sort of just settle for a team that, that kind of plays one way, you know, that they'll do what needs to be done to, to win a game of football. And John, you're smiling. Some yeah, I, I just think it's... It's refreshing. It's really good to listen to Ange praise his back four because we know about the team going forward and the goals and the um, midfield. And a lot of people think, well, you know, the back four, you know, against top teams, we'll, we'll concede goals because we don't we don't play with a particular two sitters. We we play with less protection than maybe other teams do. 
But it's great there for him to say it. Start Carl Starfelt for me, he's he's been fantastic in the last sort of seven or eight months for Celtic. He really has. And listen, what he does do now for me, he doesn't take as many risks. Mm-hmm. When he first came to the club, you know, mistakes, playing it across his own eighteen yard box, balls getting cut out. Yeah. You know, slipping, not winning an important header when there's nobody behind him. These things now he's improved on. And uh, listen, I'm a huge fan now. I think not just myself, but a lot of Celtic fans were um, were questioning sort of mistakes and giving the ball away cheaply. But now, alongside um, Cameron Carter-Vick, as I think he's become pivotal. Uh, you, we've seen uh, you, you, you've seen centre backs like Jens and things like this sure. leave the football club because Ange really trusts these two. Obviously, you know... Um, He's seen them off, really, yeah, hasn't he? So for me, yeah. I think as a partnership, and Starfield in particular, yeah. you know, he's really, really been impressive. Stephen? Yeah, well, I think, um, and I've said before, I think if the season finished tomorrow, I think Carter Vickers is the player of the year in the country. I think he's um, I think he's been unbelievable for, for Celtic. And he just said about the, the love they are of defending. I think if you watch Carter Vickers' reaction at the Rangers' goal, he's absolutely furious at the, the cheapness of it. And he's turned into a real leader for Celtic as well. Um, I know he wore the armband and a couple of times in uh, Callum McGregor's absence, but they they really, I mean, a lot of people can say that Celtic are, are going to concede, but that partnership, the record they have together domestically is unbelievable. Um, oh, it's amazing, eh? And, and I think Carroll Starfield, can he be uncomfortable looking at times when he's got the ball? Yes, he can, but he's absolutely top drawer at defending his box. Regan, what's your thoughts on, on Starfield and Vickers in terms of the that partnership that keeps growing and growing? Uh, John, I think, it's been, I think it's been absolutely amazing. I mean, I think sometimes he gets a little bit criticised, Starfield, because he's not the kind of centre-back that everybody loves, like playing the ball from the back. But I think what Starfield does is a very good job, John, like you said there. He's 45 games unbeaten as a Celtic player. That is some going and some people need to respect him because it's a very, very good achievement. Mm. I know people are looking for a, a, a weakness in Celtic or under something negative, but I think he's been very, very impressive. Yeah. And for Ange Postacoglu, it's going to be very, very, very important. He's got a very good back forward when he goes into that those Champions League in the next season because I expect Celtic to get another title as Stephen was saying there. So I think if Celtic can uh, do very well in Champions League, then I think that's what Andrew Ford to do if you want to build on the European stage as well, Paul. Well, it's got to be, isn't it? Going to have to go to the break. Thanks very much, Reagan. 08, Cheers, Reagan. 08 17, Cheers, 17, 700. Those voices you know so well. It's John Hartson and Stephen McGinn. Back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Thank Tress for the traffic and travel on the way home. What is it? 5.45 on Tuesday. Last day of February. Can you believe it already? We're nearly at spring and we're into the business end. The final lap of the season and the most unusual season ever because of the World Cup in November. Incredible. So the first piece of domestic silverware is back at Celtic Park. It looks as though the title will go there as well, but as John Hartson has said, it's not over yet, and of course it's not. Still, what, 12 games to go for Celtic, 12 for Rangers, and they meet twice. And the cup final on June the 3rd, a wee bit later this year, is going to become some couple of months, Stephen, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, 
obviously Celtic all the noise now pointing starts to look at a treble um, but they've got a real tricky quarter final tie yeah. um, having to go to Tynecastle probably other than going to Ibrox the hardest game possible and obviously a few good teams left in there like Rangers and Falkirk of course, yeah, indeed. Yeah, you're there. Not too far away now. I'm listening. Yeah, a week and a half and then you've got the big game with Air United. We'll maybe talk about that uh, later in the week. <laughs> maybe not tonight. There's so many calls coming in. And on the socials, at Go Football Show, what are you thinking? Um, come on, give us your thoughts. Right, Rangers at 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Here's Michael Beale after the game on Sunday. 2-1 win for Celtic. This is what the manager said after full time. Today I've learnt as much as any, any of the games. If anything, I've learnt more. It's something me and my staff will reflect on. I think it's clear that where I want it to be and ultimately where everybody wants it to be, we're a little bit short of that right now and that's, that's ultimately why I came into the job, isn't it? Um, we've done well. That's our first defeat in 17 as a club, but it's in the one game that we must win. So it's, it's disappointing. Uh, we don't want to be defined by it. It's what we do next, which is important. We still need to recruit. We need to work out one or two players' futures, but I don't want to go overboard. We played against a very, very good opponent today, and I thought they were, were very good in the game. So partly of the reason us maybe not performing at the level that we would have liked was that so it were good as well so fair dues on that and uh, he was asked what's his message what did he say to the players then when they came together in that huddle after after the 95-96 minutes and suck it up it's not nice it's not nice but on the day we didn't come to the game until until the second half in my opinion so you know no qualms that on the day we lost the game and it, it's not nice so suck it up look at it take it on board you have to look at yourself in the mirror every day and that's your biggest opponent. Are you being honest to that person? Are we working hard enough? Is the work we're doing good enough? Because this is the days that we're judged on. That was what we spoke about in that brief moment there. I didn't want anyone um, making any false uh, opinions in their mind. You know, we lost the game. Stephen, you were there at the game as well. What do you think, if you were uh, in the Rangers coaching staff or the manager... What's the tactic now to try and get them back on course? Yeah, well, I mean, he's been at the club obviously previously, so he knows uh, the fallout, how difficult it's going to be, um, and they just have to get back to winning. Um, as we spoke about, try and target the the league, see if they can get the gap, gap cut, go to Celtic Park soon, um, try and go there and, and and win the game. But I think I think what he said there about they didn't really turn up. I thought from about 65 minutes to 80 just after the goal I thought they, they, they were at it I thought it was the first time they kind of played it like a cup final I think one of the most disappointing things from Rangers point of view would be the way it just kind of fizzled out I thought the last 10 minutes and in, plus in an injury time as well it just felt as if it just kind of the game just kind of drifted away and I thought having that reaction after the goal I thought if they continue that you never know they can maybe sure. nick one take it to extra time but I, I thought the bit I'd be most disappointed with the manager that last 15 minutes. I thought they made a little fist of it, you know, for, for a 20-minute spell once they got the goal. Naturally, scoring goals lifts the crowd, it lifts lifts the team, and I thought I thought they did that. Um, but the two things I took from that is that he says, he says about his team, they're short. That means um, he feels that they're short of quality players, they need more. And he said they need to recruit. Um, they need to recruit quality players Michael Beale I'm thinking after this he can't do nothing now he has to go with what he's got he's got work to do to keep Kent as far as I'm concerned he's would got, you keep him? 
Yes, I, th- I throw okay. everything at him. I think he's very important to them as a player. You don't want to lose quality players, and he is one of their best players. Morelos, I think it might be time for him to move on. Um, I think he might be looking for another striker. I know Morelos has got over 100 goals. He's done great for them. Um, but I just think in recent months, almost the right thing has been on the wall when Cholak was playing ahead. But in all fairness... Bale's gone with Morelos quite a lot, whether that's to put him in the shop window so other clubs can have a look at him, I don't know. Um, but they need a big summer. They need a huge summer in terms of they want to come back at Celtic. Um, two seasons now in a row, Celtic would have won the league under Ange. They want to come back. Michael Beale has to get it right. He has to get his recruitment right. He has to get the players. That fits into his team. Um, he will have a philosophy. He'll have a way of playing. Obviously, he's got the decision with the goalkeeper as well, McGregor. Does he give McGregor another year? Does he let him go? Um, still a fantastic operator, of course, for Rangers. So it's a big period for Michael Beale in terms of what he does. He's already said there in his interview, I feel we are still short um, and he needs to recruit. Will he get the back in? You would think he'll get the back in because they've not just brought Michael Beale in from Queen's Park Rangers, yeah. you know, just to be a bit part manager and sure. to. He'll want to overtake Celtic and to do that, they need a huge summer. When he's talking about the bigger picture, he's not saying a lot of things different from, from what Gio was saying in his last month or two in the job about how they were short and, and recruitment was needed. And I, I don't know if maybe that's why Michael Beale was brought in, um, having known the squad so thoroughly, because it is a big summer. I mean, you can't get rid of everyone. He, um, there's obviously guys there uh, still under contract, but there's a lot of boys that have been there for a long time out of contract well you heard the programme last night you heard Barry Ferguson Mark Weedy they went through the squad there's about 150 grand a week's worth of wages that probably won't be there next season mm. that's a huge amount of money and they're going to have to spend and that's an interesting point that you made so they thought the directors hoped that he can squeeze more out of that squad and he brought two players in so far isn't it Cantwell and uh, Raskin uh, here's a, a big Rangers fan on Paul is on the line Paul the news is coming up soon good evening Paul what's your point Hi, thanks for having me on, Paul. Um, good to be on the show. It's always a great show. Um, mind you, I'm a controversial point here, and I'm, I'm trying not to be. Okay. I'm trying to be, um, no clear about it, but in my head, but I don't want to be a scattergun approach. But it's controversial in the fact that I just want to raise a wee point about um, our captain Tavernier. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, no, I was on here waxing lyrical about our run to Europe League and everything else. It was amazing. Yep. Absolutely amazing. I'll never take away from my life being there and whatnot and seeing it. But... Oh, but we might not know. The line's just gone, Paul. I think you're travelling. If you stop, and we'll check the line with you. Um... James Tavernier and his sights there. But that's what we talked about last night with Rangers. So many of the players that have not been able to play. You know, Hadji, uh, Lauren's got an injury. The, uh, Yilmaz, what was that, four million? Haven't seen him. So Rangers have spent money on players that they're getting nothing back for them. And with Kent and Morelos last night, I think I'm right in saying that Barry said, now I'm thinking about Kent as well as Morelos. Maybe, maybe it is time for him to go. Is that what you said, Stephen, when you were listening last night? The thing we can, I mean, the thing we can is if you, when you look in the squad. I mean, as you say, you can't get rid of everyone. Kent has, he has done over the over his Rangers career, but he's also given what he gave on Sunday, and that was he kind of flattered to deceive. He, a couple of times in the first half, he looked really threatening and hit shots wildly over the bar and stuff like that. And 
And as Michael Beale said himself, you are judged in those games. Yeah. As a Rangers or Celtic player, you're judged in those games. And too many times in those games, he hasn't brought what he could he could potentially bring. Here's Michael Beale speaking about the squad's yeah, future. Revamp's a better road than rebuild. I think the one or two players that we brought in, look, we've had a lot of injury problems this season. Even going into this game this week, a lot of uncertainty. We need to get over that. We need to make sure that people are fit and healthy and available and it makes a strong squad and we can build forward. It's important we've got to recruit, we've got to work out one or two futures. Um, I think we'll come back stronger, Steve. I don't think we should get too carried away. We lost today. It's the end of the world in terms of the rest of the today, but tomorrow we wake up. The job was always going to be big regardless of this result. It's important that we uh, bite down the gum shield, we take our medicine, which is don't taste too nice right now, and we come back. But when I look at a team with the promise that Malik Tillman's shown, with Raskin, with Campwell moving forward, there's enough for me to be super optimistic about the future. Is it going to be plain sailing? Of course it isn't. If, we'd have, if, if I'd have come in and we would have uh, won the cup final today, would it have been everything been rosy in the future? No, we'd have still had that work to do. So it's my job to do that tomorrow. I don't mind being judged on that, but I think at this moment in time, it's probably not the right time for me to, to be worrying about the greater future. It's more, OK, what didn't go right today in this fixture and what have we got to do to fix it against Celtic? Because against everybody else, it seems to have been fine so far. We're going back to Paul. We've got you on the line, Paul. OK, what's your point about Tavernier? And I know you praised him last season. I get it. What's your point today? Aye, so what it is, Paul, a bit controversial, but... Um, Go for it. I'm beginning to worry about him in the sense that he's been he's, he's been through cup finals a number of times now, I don't know how many off the top of my head, but a number of them, and all he's had is failure. Now, that worries me as a captain of the Rangers. That, like, and what's also controversial is our, our standards. We talk about the standards, and I know the, the Union Bears had put a flag out about our standards. I'm worried about the standards, to be honest, and this comes to the board. That We've got a guy there James Tavernier has been through a number of failures more than he has been through a number of successes. Granted, 55 titles stopped our, our fiercest rivals getting 10. Yeah. But he's been through more failures than he has been through success and he's been up into the Hall of Fame alongside, like say, Andy Gorham, sure. Alan McGregor, Terry Butcher. Sure. Paul, would he not have been helped though by if the manager had played Raskin? And your manager said a couple of weeks ago, I'm bringing people in that will play. Why didn't Raskin start the game? Oh, I, listen, absolutely. I watched the game with my mate and, and, and I said that. Why is Raskin and Cantwell not playing? So I absolutely have questions about Michael Beale. In my opinion, I've been on your show before and I said, I, maybe I'm a traditionalist here, but I'd have rather had a 4-4-2 and stuck to up front. I don't know why you took Morelos off and brought Kolak on that. That type of decision drives me nuts. Now, granted, I'm only a fan. I'm not a professional player or manager or whatnot. But if we're going for a game, we're 2-1 down, why not stick two up front? It, it's this 4-2-3-1 we've got six effectively six defending type of players in the team against a team that's going to go right. full throttle as yeah let's throw that at uh, John and Stephen yeah John well Paul talks about and listen Paul's quite entitled to his opinion sure. as a Rangers fan um, but what you got to realise is Paul it's, it's not just Tavernier in nine years that has only won two cups for Rangers there's a lot of other Rangers players Rangers as a football club in the last 10 years, you know, they just haven't got it right in terms of the recruitment. They've, they've, they've only won two trophies. Whereas Celtic have won something like 17 or 18. It's just, Celtic have been so, so dominant. And I think 
I know what you're saying about the Hall of Fame and well, tell me then, well, why does Tavernier get in the Hall of Fame? Who, who, who comes up with that? Well, that's what I'm saying, John. It's the standards. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. How have you got the likes of Terry Butcher there? Guys that have built in success with Angels. And now, my worry is, we're lowering standards. We're, we're saying, we'll actually, we'll accept that level. As a Rangers fan, I don't accept that. I, I, listen, I put a butt, but the butt rests with the board as well. Mm. Douglas Park has to invest money. Uh, it's... You know, the, the recruitment's important, and I absolutely get what you're saying there. 100% Ross Wilson's got a role to play in that. Mm. But you've got Stuart Robertson and that in the background backing this guy up. Now, I, I, I'm trying not to be scattergun up, because what yep. Rangers did last year was incredible for a, for a transfer budget, what we got. Mm. But the mentality is what I'm saying, John. The mentality has to change. And that comes from the captain. What you're saying there, that other players have been there through failure. Yes. But they look up at the captain, surely. Paul, is Beal is Beale in the right man now to to take it forward and start bringing more trophies to Rangers? Yes, it's 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 a case of backing him. Um, it's a case of bringing in quality players that that are not cheap um, and the right players and the right yeah. players. Sure. Uh, you know, and and who uh, in terms of this I, summer now okay. as well, you've got the Kent issue, Morelos issue. I think Jack as well. You've got um, McGregor. You've, you've got several things to sort out even before you start thinking about selling, you know, buying a player. Well, got to go for the news. Paul, thanks for that call. You've given more food for thought after the news and more also uh, on Celtic and the aftermath for Rangers. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. It's not written anywhere that there's a limit, you know. Um, why should we settle for somebody else's measure of how good we can be? Um, I've never believed in that, not about myself personally, but, and certainly not about the people I work with. Uh, our message is the same every day, that, you know, whatever external measure there is as to how good we can be, we're not going to be guided by that. Our measure will be, well, you know, how much we can improve in everything we do. And the guys want that. They demand that. I've got a brilliant staff that deliver that on a daily basis. And um, we want to keep you know, pushing the envelope as to how good a team it can be. Again, it's, it's, it's not about me personally, how I feel. Like I said, that's the expectations when, at this, when you're at this football club. That I'm doing interviews with Gordon Strachan, mate. You know how hard it is following guys like that and Martin and Brendan and Neil Lennon and... This club is steep in success, so when you take the job, you know that's your responsibility. But it doesn't diminish, you know, the achievement, I don't think. I think we still, you know, celebrate the fact. We don't take it for granted that you just roll up in a Celtic shirt and it's given to you. You've got to earn it, and we earned it, you know, and I think that's the greatest thing for me is that, um, you know, everything we've got in the last sort of 18 months since I've been here a bit longer now is we've earned through hard work and a real belief. So, again, you know, I take great pride in that. And Ange Postacoglu today saying, I'm hoping that over the course of time, as long as I'm here, and I'm still here, uh, even though some people want me out the door, he was tongue-in-cheek as well, I think you'll be surprised how long I am here. John I th- Hartson? I think people would want him out the door. 
People can't stand Celtic winning every single game, every single cup, every single opportunity. And this man has brought this to Celtic. Mm -hmm. Like Martin did for many years, like Brendan did. Straight away, Celtic or Rangers. How, how would we feel as Celtic supporters if we were in Rangers' position and Rangers had this manager who was blowing everything out of the water, who was playing in the football that he's playing... Celtic fans, I wish somebody from England would take him. It's so the nature. This, this is, our, yeah, this, this is the nature. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, he's, uh, it's, it's music to the Celtic fans' years. If fans can stay for a good few years yeah. and, and, and keep striving on and improving Europe, I think that would be, you know, uh, that would be a big thing for him is that he just mentioned there Strachan, Lennon, sure. you know, Brendan, Martin, great managers before mm. him that have had success. And wants to wants wants to do that. This is this is how that sounded anyway. Of course, and that's why this is one of the greatest derbies in the world because the the way just the competitive nature. We're going to take a call from a Rangers fan in a moment or two, but just before the news, Paul, a Rangers fan, was on, and uh, Stephen, I was interested in your take on. He, he was giving it to Tavernier, but also it, the board. He was saying there's going to be big investment needed this summer, which is obvious. Oh, and he's uh, and I get and and James Tavernier will know. James Tavernier will, um, he'll be well aware of the criticism that will come his way as the Rangers captain. He's been Rangers captain for a long time, and uh, while while Paul was talking, I was thinking about Joe Hart's interview after the game, and he's talking about uh, the huge mentality that Cal McGregor, uh, James Forrest, these guys are so used to winning, and it's like right, you're coming here. This is a massive club. We win here. This is what we have to do. And you're probably looking back, I, I listened to a show last night and, he, like, and Mark talking about Barry winning 15 trophies. Yeah. Barry, Barry went into a Rangers team that won and every player that went into Rangers, you speak to anyone, ex-teammates of him, he wasn't always popular with them in terms of the demands he set on them but it, that was just, this is what we do here, we win. And I, and I can totally understand why they're upset with um, going to Hamden and, and losing. I mean, even... In, even when I was watching the semi-final and it went 1-0 down to Aberdeen, I was like, surely they're not going to lose again to Aberdeen in the semi-final. And it is, uh, nine, uh, was it nine of the matchday squad yep. have been involved in the 2019 final. I don't think, I, I don't think you loads of shots at losing to Celtic or vice versa for Rangers. In my, my current position, I'm the captain of a football club that's in a league they shouldn't be in. Yep. I won't get three and four shots at captain in this club out of division. I, I've been brought in to get this club out of division if I fail this year I know I'll only have one more shot at it because you're, you're, the club this, that Falkirk can't be in League One yeah. and, and James Tavernier will know that as Rangers captain you can't keep going to Hamden and losing cup finals that's a great point and there's a headline for the Falkirk Herald tomorrow because you're the captain of Falkirk and it is massive I, I, I absolutely get it right Connor's on the line good evening Connor. Evening, Paul, John, Stephen. Hi, Connor. How are you doing? Hiya. So, what can you add to the Rangers discussion at the moment? What would you like to see happen? Well, look, I think clearly um, when the summer comes, there's, there's going to be major changes, I think. I think we're going to have to get ready a few players, bring in some new ones. The, the squad needs that, that refresh button to be hitting it. Um, I think some players obviously will, will retire. Obviously, I think McGregor, this will probably be his last season. Um, mm. Stephen Davis, I would be surprised if he carried on. Sure. Um, you know, maybe even somebody like Arfield, despite the fact that I actually think he's been really good for us this season, he's mm. been a, a positive uh, in the main. But again, yep. age and stuff maybe could go. But I just think that, you know, the weekend to me 
I don't necessarily put that down to, to that wider issue. I think it just comes down to the fact that Michael Beale, you know, we brought in Cantwell, we brought in Raskin to upgrade the midfield to refresh it. Mm-hmm. And still, despite that, he still plays the same players that have, whilst they've achieved good things, have also failed in these settings before as well. Um, I think Lundstrom was nowhere near fit enough um, to justify playing what he did. And I think at half-time, one nothing down, that was the time for the manager to be a bit ruthless and make the changes. That's the winning mentality. You have to accept, oh, maybe half-time, still got to make a couple of changes. Because I think when Raskin come on, and Cantwell come on, and Ryan Jack come on, we looked far better in the midfield. But by that point, the game's done. You're not coming back for 2 nothing down against Celtic. It's also a habit we've been in for far too long of conceding the first goal. And it just happens to be that this is one of the you know, first occasions where that's came back and butters because we've not been able to turn it around. So, mm. yeah, there's a bigger wider issue, especially when next season going on. But for right now, we have to live through the state short term for the, yeah. the Scottish Cup in do particular. You, Connor, do you think that Michael Beale, and he is only human, do you think he would wake up the next day if he slept thinking, why didn't I play Raskin? And also, would Raskin alone have been enough to stop Celtic? I think he would have recognised the mistake he made. I think he would have realised it was the wrong selection. I don't know necessarily on his own he would have stopped him, but I just think he would have been far more composed in, in the middle of the park than we were. No matter, Carl, uh, Connor, sorry, mate, no matter what... Um... No matter what the outcome was, there is no way in a million years that Michael Beale is going to come out on Monday morning and say that I should have played Cantwell and Ruskin. That is putting his job in jeopardy. He feels he picked the strongest team that he could. He's going to stick by that. Um, now, he's got to live with that. The Rangers fans are up in arms about the team thinking that Raskin should have played, Cantwell maybe should have played for longer should have changed it at half-time, all these points that the Rangers supporters are making. But Michael Beale has come in as so-called a super coach, um, knows his team, have gone 14 games prior leading up to the final. And I think it's his prerogative, he'll feel it's his prerogative to play the players that he felt that would go win the game for Rangers. Now, it's it's a debate with the supporters, but one thing I can tell you, he would admit he got the team wrong. Norway, because that goes against his his uh, for his thinking as a manager and how we saw the team through the week. I agree with you. I actually thought Lundstrom would start only because of his presence in front of the back four with Celtics, you know, the midfield. Um, I thought he could nullify, you know, one or two, maybe you know, follow. Hitati back into the box and stop that type of thing for Rangers, be a presence in front of the but back John, four. could you see quite early on that he didn't look fully fit? It wasn't the usual John Lindstrom. Yeah, but then the manager has to take responsibility mm-hmm. for that. He chose yep. to play him. But all I'm saying is, you know, Michael Beale, he works with the players every day. Yep. He's getting information from the sports science, from the physios. Is Lundstrom fit enough? And his player has gone, yes, I'm ready. But you're seeing so- it in real time that yeah. he wasn't in the condition he would normally be. Here's the question that was put to him. He was asked about why he went with the midfield that he did. Well, listen, since I come back in, I've tried to provide some consistency and, and clarity in terms of messages that the team are, uh, are comfortable with. And that same team played ever so well in the old firm at New Year. It played the best performance in terms of 90 minutes since I come back away at Hearts. And that, on that night, it was 
excellent. So we had our goals on the pitch. You know, Tillman and the front three have been in fine form. Uh, over 20 goals um, in that team that was there since I've come back in. So it's fine. You know, you, you've got two players come into the club and have played two and a half games each against opponents where you've got the ball. There was a little bit more we had to do today defensively. There's, there's no qualms in terms of performance. I just felt at that moment I needed to shake the tree a little bit and try something. And we were stronger after that because we scored. There you go. There you go, Connor. You know, he's, he hasn't said, look, I picked the wrong team. He hasn't said Lundstrom wasn't quite at it, wasn't fit enough. He hasn't said Kamara didn't do enough in the game, which was my opinion. And he hasn't said, I got it wrong. Cantwell and Ruskin should have been in. They've got energy, they're fresh, they're new players. His excuse was they've only had two and a half weeks of regular football. So there's your answer, mate. Connor? Yeah, listen, I, I, I totally get that and I respect what you're coming to, you know, but I, I just think even if you accept why he started them, to wait until we're two nothing down to make the change, for me, is too late. It, it, it was clear on the evidence in the first half that whatever we were trying, whatever the plan was, wasn't really working because Celtic were in control of 90% in that first half. We had a wee spell where we had a couple of corner kicks. That was about it. You know, the goal for Celtic, um, and you said it yourself on the television, that goal was coming. Mm. You could see it a mile off because Celtic were piling the pressure on for 40 minutes. Tavenier done well, uh, uh, you know, um, Shepard and Maida, but very cleverly, Maida and Jota switched wings and all of a sudden it's a bigger problem then. Here's Stephen coming in on Con- that. Connor, yeah. I, Connor, I totally agree with you. I thought with the the, the way the, the first half had went, I, I thought Michael Beale had he'd taken a gamble with, with John Lundstrom, he'd taken a gamble with Marek Tillman. It hadn't worked and I thought if they can get to 0-0 half-time, this is great good result for Rangers. They'll have to change something. The fact that they lose the, lose a goal just before halftime, I mean, I was no doubt, I think. At least definitely Tillman. Tillman will definitely come off. Um, and for for no changes. As Connor says, like the, the game goes to 2-0. And I know that I know for ten minutes after the goal they do they did have Celtic rattled. They were there was there was there was a couple of occasions where they're getting it quite close to the box and you're thinking if they can keep the pressure on you just never know. But the game had got away from them and uh, I mean, in a cup final, I don't think you're ever going to... Players that have done well for you, John Lundstrom, Glenn Kamara, have done well for yeah, Michael sure. Beale over, over his time range. He's not going to embarrass him by taking them off before half-time. But if you could just get to half-time, no, no, take them off. But the fact it was 1-0, I just I, I couldn't believe they came out for the second half. Someone on last night said, though, but Ange Postacoglu would change. He doesn't care whether or not you're embarrassed. I remember asking Craig Moore at the beginning when he arrived, what's he like? And he said, well, he dropped me at one point. I said, what did he say? He didn't tell me. He just drops me. He doesn't... I'm not saying... He obviously handles the players well. This is the cut and thrust of Glasgow, this great city, with these two massive teams. You've got to do what's right. I'm not... Listen. Connor, do you now... Listen, the the Cup's gone now, the League Cup anyway, but now going forward... You know, 12 league games to go, the Scottish Cup, both teams in quarterfinal. Do you now expect the Lundstroms, the Camaras to come out of the team and now you'll see a lot more of Cantwell and risking in this Rangers team to push Rangers on to a potential huge task challenge, obviously, in the Scottish Cup and the league also. Do you expect them boys to come in now on a regular basis? I do, I do. I think... um, I think it, it, it's needed um, and I think it can only be beneficial because the one thing and I must say Michael Beale does have which not all managers get he's got a unique opportunity and that there's every chance 
that he's going to get another crack at the whip against Celtic at handed, whether that's in the semi-final or the final, because I would expect us to get past three throwers. Celtic have a tough task away at Hearts, but they've they've stood up to all the challenges so far, and I've no reason to believe they won't do the same again. So, in that respect, he's got to get those players now playing in the league games, get as much game time in them, because I think there's good players in there. Last thing I think, you know, we talk about, we put crosses into the box quite a lot. The quality is there sometimes, sometimes not with Avenir and Barris. It's usually they're decent, but Raskin, he's another one who can create that threat by getting balls in the box, by being direct and going at players, um, and Cantwell as well. So, Connor, can I ask, sorry, who else for next season then? So I heard you saying about Alan McGregor, although many people think they should sign him for one more year. He played well at the weekend. He's still on form and put the money into a striker, whatever. But So who would you see for next season? Connor Goldson, Ben Davies, are they still in? I would think you'd say yes. Um, or... Goldson and Davies, yeah. Yeah, okay. Sands, I think, has he? I wouldn't want to keep him. Sure, the loan. Yep. He's done okay, but the the reality is, you know, we've always looked partly because I think he's he's been constantly played out of position. I don't think he's a centre back, but that's how we've played him, um, and it's not worked. Um, you know, you could make a case for Kamara to, you know, if we're going to get some money back on him, maybe bids will come in and we can. Can look to cash in there. Um, would you would you give Kent a bumper deal because it's going to take a bumper deal because he can leave for nothing? Does anyone want to sign him? Well, yeah, but if Rangers want to keep him, they're going to have to give him huge sure. money. Good. What what is Kent in the market? Yeah. Well, he was eleven, twelve million. Right, let's say then, for instance, just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Let's say he's five million, mm-hmm. right? Let's just say I'm not. I'm not saying sure. he is. I'm not saying he's not then five million Rangers will probably have to give him that in wages. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's what they have to do to keep him. Connor, because another team sure? will take him, take him for nothing, yeah. and then give him his demands. Joe Ledley did it twice. He left Crystal Palace on a free transfer. And I think he left uh, Celtic on a free transfer. Filled his boots. Wow. If you can let your contract run out, mm. you know, which is for a footballer, is he give, puts you in a fantastic position. Oh. It's been mismanaged by Rangers. They have mismanaged Morellas and Kent. Mm. Connor, you would agree. Yeah. Uh, you know, anyone could see totally that. Agree. Yeah, totally agree. What I, would you I, do? I, I would, what would you do about Morellas? I'd put my efforts at well, Kent, I would keep. I'd put my efforts absolutely. Morellas, I think his time's up. Definitely, mm. John. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you're a striker yourself. You've played at Celtic. You know the pressures and the expectations there. You cannot come back, you know, season in, season out, constantly unfit. And that's what he's done this season. He's still not actually 100% fit I mean the weekend when he's trying to chase balls he's not getting in behind yeah. he's not you know Kyogo's getting in behind us causing us problems Morelos it's in front of Celtic it's slow pace he's not contributing yes he got the goal because he can still finish yeah. you know that's fine to me I think I'd be getting rid of him trying to get some money off of that and use some of that towards keeping somebody like Ken yeah it's, a, it's, it's almost Connor like Mike, Michael Beale's playing him to put him in the shop window mm. And and maybe get yeah. you know what to see what he can do. Maybe other other clubs might just go. Do you know what? There's there's a goal scorer in there. Can we get him playing regular? Can we get him fit? You know, and I I think that's one of the reasons why he's had a good run. I know Cholak's had a few injuries as well of late. Yeah. But I think that's the reason because otherwise, if he's sitting on the bench, <clears throat> he's out of the scene. He's out of the scenario while he's playing. He's still in the shop window. Here's what your manager said about the performance: We started the game really poorly. We never found any rhythm in the first half. We was always in the game, but we never played with a rhythm that we we wanted to or that we can do. Um, and 
there's no complaints with the overall result. I thought the start of the second half, we come out, we improve. We had a big moment where Ryan hits the post. We should do better with a rebound. If we score in that moment, then that's it. It might be a momentum change. We find ourselves 2-0 down and we go and score. And we showed a lot of character and resilience to try and push the game. But today, I was expecting more from the team, from myself, from the day. And so it's disappointing. Connor, thanks for the call. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. John just saying cheers to him. Stephen McGinn here as well. And there's more from Ange and maybe from you next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go. Tomorrow night here on the Go Radio Football Show at five. I'll be here with Barry and Peter. Peter Grant, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney tomorrow night. Tonight, though, it doesn't get any better, does it, than Stephen McGinn and John Hartson here in the studio. Thanks to everyone who's made the switch from five every night, Monday to Friday. We really appreciate each and every one of you and the feedback we get. Most of it we like as well, Stephen. Maybe not all of it, but you're back this week. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, it's great to have Stephen McGinn with us. Young we McGinn. Keep right up. Young McGinn, Speaks exactly. Yeah. as well. And, and Outstanding does, talker. You think? Yeah. Very, very I, I good. Know, I know, it's John. Got a future in the media. Uh, indeed. It's nearly as good as Michael Beale talking. Oh, I'm not saying something. And Michael Beale has been great, obviously, communicating with the Rangers fans. Um, look, it's never easy. There's only one winner, isn't there? But how long will it take for Rangers to revive? But we've had about 20 minutes there on Rangers. What about Celtic then? And I want to ask you about the players and who who else you see coming through at Celtic. This was Ange Postacoglu's uh, summary of the 2-1 win on Sunday. Yeah, look, it's a cup final and, and like I said, rarely will one side dominate. Although I, I thought we were fantastic in terms of our football and, you know, big game with the atmosphere the way it was. You know, we still scored two excellent goals and we, we had an opportunity to break the game open. But credit to Rangers, they, they stuck in there. They went a bit more direct and we had to defend a lot. And obviously when they got the goal, they got a bit of uh, encouragement from that. But... Again, this team is not just, you know, one-dimensional. It's not just about what we do when we have the ball. They're they're a real resilient group of players and we had to defend and back forward were outstanding at dealing with, you know, what they needed to deal with in terms of crosses. And, um, you know, and the guys in front of them continued to work hard and we kind of finished strong and and probably should have put put the game away. But we earned it tonight by, by doing all facets of the game. John, Stephen, Stephen first. How do you keep the bench happy and who impressed you of those that came on? Because Celtic, it's not about 11 players. Yeah, well, I think the, the rules help now with the five subs. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a big part of, of Angie's his game now. I mean, last year they spoke about having a smaller squad and picking up injuries, but the, the, the subs just week in, week out just seem to make it better. And when you're bringing guys on like Abada and, and Matt O'Reilly who in their own right probably have a, a case to have been selected in the, in the starting team but actually really, I was really impressed with the boy uh, Iwata when he came on um, I was I was looking at it and, I was, and he was in next to McGregor and I was thinking I wonder if that's um, long term a potential partnership for these some of these Champions League games next year um, I know he's probably a bit similar sight to Hatati really aggressive read the game well and Although I said Rangers um, kind of fizzled out for the last 10-15 minutes, I thought he was a big part of it. Um, I thought he really um, came into the game strongly. And Another one to, to add to that competition in midfield, when you look at someone like David Turnbull that can't even go on the pitch and the success he's had in Angie's time. And such a good player. On Iwata, you reminded me, is he the Japanese, the current player of the year? Yeah. Iwata was, yeah. So, so you look at him... So. You look at him, potentially him being the best at them all yep. you, in terms of being the, the player of the year. So um, I think Ange's worked with him before, so he knows all about him. And 
between those yeah. and those style of play. And John Haksabanovich came on, and we hear great things about him. And he, he almost wrote himself in the history book with that uh, chance right at the end. Well, that's what he can do for you. He can turn the defence, um, you know, the opposition defence. He can turn them around. He's got great pace. He can create one-on-one situations. It's brilliant late in the game when you've got a striker who comes on who's willing to run in behind. All the midfielders have to do is just help it on. Help it on behind the defence. Hold your run. And he was in. And, and he'd probably admit himself he should have scored. And, and, put, the go, and put the game completed about 3-1, five or six minutes to go. But listen, we've all missed chances. But uh, Ange's absolutely right. I think the little bit of encouragement that Celtic uh, conceded from a corner. Morelos was sharp. He just tore pokes it in. Was it a corner or was it a free kick? I'm not quite sure. But... Um, they got a bit of encouragement from it. The fans got up, you know, and uh, naturally, when you get when you get back in the game, it gives you a little bit of hope that you can maybe get an equaliser. But you know, they, they did put a bit of pressure on. But even then, they still think Celtic look like a threat on the break. Um, and and for me, in terms of who leaves, who goes, mm. I think Ange's across everything. I really do. I I think you know you got to look. A couple of months ago, it was Hitati yeah. or Riley McGregor. Yeah. Now Moy, it's Moy's jersey, you know, and I think Ange pretty much works like that. If you go in and you play really well, you're very hard. To, it's hard then, you know, he won't bring you out. Um, and I, th- I think that's a good, that's a that's a really good way to go about it. You look at Abada. Mm-hmm. Abada was set in stone, playing every week. All of a sudden now it's it's Maeda and it's Jota and it's Kyogo through the middle. You know, and Abada's got a strong case, isn't it? Absolutely, his they've, record they've, against they've all got strong cases. Yeah, Turnbull, sure. what was it? Fourteen goals last oh, season. I know. One of the one of the best def- uh, goal scorers from midfield in Scotland. Mm. That's what Turnbull is. His game is about goal scoring from midfield, not in the team at the minute. So I think Ange's across it. I think he's looking at players staying, you know, on top form, playing well every week. And I've got to say, Paul, that is the standard. That's what's got them to the top. That's what's got them winning trophies is the standards and um, and the way that they play. You know, if you're going into that team and you're giving the ball away willy-nilly, you're out of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to be at it. And uh, as I said, I, I think the manager's across everything and he will decide, you know, what players come up to him and say they're not happy, um, they want to play more games. I think he will look at every player's situation individually and make a decision with the player over their future, like he's done recently with Juranovic yeah, and Jakimakis. Sure. Yeah. I think he'll be across all the players, especially one or two of the other players that are a little bit disgruntled yeah. by not because naturally, of course, anything about you as a footballer, anything about you, you want yeah. to play exactly. You train all week yeah. to peak on a weekend. If you're naturally not playing every week, you've got to all of a sudden say, Oh, you, you can take two or three times on the bench, whatever. But Anne seems to keep everybody happy. He makes lots of substitutions. But ultimately, I think Anne will be across a lot of things in terms of what players are disgruntled and not playing every week. It seems to be a really good spirit amongst the boys as well. Yeah. I mean, I know uh, Matt Riley would be probably disappointed. He's had another real good season. Maybe loses out. Looks like he's lost out his jersey to, to Aaron Moyes, more specifically than Rio Hatati. And they're celebrating at the end and the Aaron Moyes song's blasting out and he's one of the, the loudest singing it. So yeah. They seem to have, I mean, Joe Hart touched on it as well in that same interview I was talking about. A real spirit, they call, come from around the world, but there's a real togetherness. And I do think that winning, winning helps. I mean, what can you really go and say to Ange Postacoglu about not playing when the team's I, I consistently I think Ange's winning. biggest job, Stephen, is mm. keeping the players who are not playing exactly. 
you know, contented yeah. and being able to give them some games so that they stay involved and they feel as if they've got a part to yeah. play. That's probably picking his first 11 is probably comes easy to him. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the ones, it's his substitutions, it's the ones that are not are not. I say not happy, but naturally no, I, you make you, you, you described you, it really well, John. Cont- I was sure. never contented. Because you oh, you're a winner, you know, and you want to sure. play. Yeah. You you want to play a part. Yep. I was thinking there, for example, David Turnbull, terrific player. You know, mm. local boy as well. And you know, your brother, such a great player, uh, John West Scotland. David Turnbull, we want to see in the Scotland squad. Yeah, and it's just the standards John spoke about. Um, David Turnbull had an excellent season and him and Tom Rogic was almost the partnership, the go-to partnership yeah. in front of McGregor mm-hmm. last year. Um, been a bit unfortunate with injuries, um, a bit stop-start season, but I mean, when you when you speak about Matt O'Reilly losing his place, mm-hmm. the, the standards that he's set and he's still able to lose his jersey. So you, you can only sympathise with David Turnbull because he never lets him down. He comes on um, he scored goals recently when he's came on and he still can't uh, can't even go into the pitch and it's just it's the level that they are and um, just so difficult to get in at the moment Hitachi Hitachi has gone on now Ange doesn't really single out individuals you know a lot but what? Hitachi's levels yeah. I'm t- Paul he has gone on now he's a serious player he drives forward he can score goals he can tackle he can run back he can run forward his passing is excellent, you know. He's, you know, he can play off the front. He plays it around the corner. What a player he's he's becoming at Celtic. He's a real fan's favourite. They love him, and uh, consistently good every time. You know, he goes on that pitch. He's phenomenal. Quite a few messages coming in on the socials. Uh, someone here, I think it might be James, saying, "When Kyogo scored his second goal, did you see him? He pointed to his badge and his name on the shirt, and then he pointed to the ground as if to say, I'm staying put here.'" That's what uh, he took from it. Uh, here's Billy on from Aberdeen saying, Hi, speculation and links about Ange's future have no substance. He feels Ange has indicated at no point what does he want to leave or thinking of leaving. The speculation and links are written in the media with no foundation. Yep, that's... Uh, Completely true. He's absolutely right. I'm not sure it's the media. It comes from somewhere, you know, and it's actually a compliment to him that if he's discussed about Leeds or whatever, Stephen, I don't think it's necessarily the media. Sometimes it will be the media. But the good thing is Ange tends to just brush it away, doesn't yeah. he? You know, he, he bats it away as if to say, where's this come from? You know, it's not, you know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm contented. I'm not told anybody I want to leave. I'm not told anybody. We've got a manager at Celtic that is wise and he bats <coughs> these stuff. Doesn't get too embroiled up with what the press say. What's social media saying? We'll speak to you about that, Stephen, in a second or two when I clear this uh, frog in a second or two. Here's Ange again about the squad. Yeah, I think it's important we enjoy today um, because, like I said, this group works awfully hard, not just the players, the staff on a daily basis. You know, I'm pushing them all the time and there's a reason I push them and the reason I push them is for days like today. So there's no mm-hmm. point talking beyond today and, and, and not letting them enjoy what they've achieved because I'm going to ask them to go again, you know, come... Tuesday when we're back in training and you know for them to, to come back into the building and, and again put in an effort you know I need to let them enjoy and get rewarded tonight they deserve deserve that and that's what they'll do and you know once once we've enjoyed it and celebrated in the right and proper manner then you know come Tuesday we'll focus on St Merrin away and it's a tough game against a tough opponent tough venue um, and that's where our focus will be. Stephen, did you look at the social media afterwards? You would see, pick up a lot of it. I know Celtic TV did stuff afterwards in the dressing room. Yeah, and um, 
like every every team that gets success and, and, and Andrew's right I mean it is such a long season mm. you think back to some of the Celtic players think back to that first week when you walk in and you're ready to do the bleep test or the yo-yo test it does <laughs> it feels such a long way away and, and that's what it's all about And what's the difference between the two? Right, the bleep test well I, I prefer the yo-yo because it's got a wee break in it tell us what it is though for those who the, are not professional footballers a, like the, you too the bleep test is a continuous turn the yo-yo you, you do the turn and then you get a couple of seconds before you go again and then you get to a point eventually when the goalies drop out and then you can get to drop out <laughs> <laughs> is it an age thing then you're allowed oh, well, you're no, fit as a fiddle yeah uh, I mean when you're younger as a young midfielder you're, you're trying to you're trying to win the thing but uh, as I've got on in my, my days I'm trying to uh, just just beat the goalies Paul I hated both I just had to make sure that I scored every game yeah. so I could play the next game <laughs> What about Rio Hatati? John mentioned him I mean arguably the find of the last year Yeah he's, he's individual highlights against Aberdeen as were like a midfielder's season highlights I'd have been delighted for that. It'd be my season highlights. I mean, he's as John said, he's just got to a level now where he looks quite special. You're actually thinking, well, what is his ceiling? Um, how high can he play in, uh, in football? And someone that's only been playing a few years as well. So, uh, seriously good footballer. But uh, uh, even, I mean, Dyson Maida, I, th- I thought, what a shift he puts in for the mm. team. And, I mean, James Tavernier couldn't get the ball under control with it, with it feeling his breath on him. I mean, he was he was just all over him, like a rash. And he has a big outlet for the the Rangers and the way Michael Beale likes to play football. And um, Dyson Maida never gave a minute. And I think what a difference the World Cups made to his confidence and his performance level. And I just alluded to it there. It's not just going forward and the work that the forwards do. Is 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 what the defensively what the guys do to get back in when they are under attack like Rangers put them under a little bit of pressure mm-hmm. it's the guys that are getting in front of the back four intercepting passes into the Rangers front players getting wide you know stopping Tavernier getting forward that was Maeda's job and not only that but when Celtic had the ball then going forward with it and counter-attacking but I've always said it, his, his engine his, his levels is it's just incredible you know Maeda he's just like Honestly, where, I don't know where he finds it from. He, he's such an athlete. Alan's been on the socials at Go Football Show saying, John, Stephen, what would you say about the referee, Nick Walsh? Uh, no VAR interventions and he wants to say well done to him. John, we, what, what do you feel about the referee? Well, uh, he never gave a penalty to Rangers, did he? So that, oh, was, that was a bonus. Um, but all, no, all joking aside, I just feel that he got, he got a couple of decisions quite right. I think he got the main ones. I don't think... Um, I don't think there was any major issues that you can look at and think, well, he got that one particularly wrong. We are not speaking about VAR, which we did dread that we would bring it up. Um, So I think when a referee has a quiet game, he's had a good game because you're not talking about decisions, you know. And I think on the day, listen, credit to to him because, um, as I said, he got most of the decisions correctly and nobody's talking about him after the game, which is great. Stephen Flurry of red, uh, yellow cards near the end was it 10 all in but uh, what did you feel about the referee? No, I mean we spoke about it coming in it's quite enjoyable coming into the show and not, not going through a VAR and what would what was, was, was it a handball was it not a handball um, but I mean there, there, with every decision now in, in terms of who referees the game there's a lot of noise around it and I thought um, he handled the, the occasion quite well and I, I know he ends up booking a lot but he, I thought he kept uh, the game in real control 
There was a couple of last ditch challenges, weren't there, that were a little bit late. Little. But you can almost accept that because players are tired and they're trying to stop players from just breaking away and creating a, you know, a four v two or a or a three v one. So naturally, you are going to get late bookings in in you know in such big games. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go. Crofty and Grado back tomorrow morning when you wake up. The breakfast show is absolutely brilliant, John. I know when you're driving up to Glasgow, you switch on. I don't know where you'll be tomorrow, but Stephen, you enjoy it. You're up with the wee ones early anyway, aren't you? Yeah, I'm up yeah. early, but I um, had the football show on this morning, driving into training. Cause I, met, I missed it last night. So. You're on the podcast. Good. I'm going to Dubai tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah. well, John, off to oh, Dubai. Sort of yeah. Only well, exactly. for three days. Yeah. There's a golf yeah. tournament over there, England, Scotland, uh-huh. uh, and then there's a guest speaker and I, I'm the guest speaker are you playing for Scotland in the no in the I'm, I'm flying on before the game alright um, okay. so I'm going tomorrow back yeah. Saturday so in and out Paul quick visit um, speaking after the golf so yeah looking forward to it not nice. a bad life is it it's what a life isn't it saying that it's a lot of travelling you know it's like I know Craig Mercy two, there seven everywhere. and a half hour flights yeah. in the space of three oh days. I know you'll be there executive yeah. class it must be tough big John Hartson you'll need extra leg room there for John <laughs> and uh, Peter Grant was in Dubai the other week as well uh, Stephen a big weekend for you coming up in the next week because you get Dunfermline on Tuesday massive game in the promotion battle to come out of the first division yeah I mean a week today we played Dunfermline and um, what will be in its own right it's a big game but in terms of uh, chasing down the title it's such a big game but the manager said it today I mean we can't afford to take Peterhead lightly there's no point spending all week talking about beating Dunfermline and then dropping by any points to Peterhead so Get back work to do before that game comes around and then the excitement of the Scottish Cup the week after. Some of the other news today, Celtic are set for South Korea. The pre-season trip for Japan is on and they're also going to add one. So that's good for O to go back home to South Korea. Dundee United want uh, Craig Levine to make a shock return as boss. I must say, John, when I heard his name the other day, I mean, a terrific career as a player and manager, but I thought his time in management had gone. Well, I listen to him a lot now on the radio. That's the only sort of... um, Craig, I bumped into Craig once or twice, being up in Edinburgh, you know, you're in there. But I think one of the reasons for that is that I know he's been out of the game for a while, management-wise, but his experience will be invaluable. That's the only way I can think that, you know, Dundee United, if they're not going to go for an up-and-coming young coach who you want to give an opportunity to, who impresses in the in the um, yeah. you know in the interview process sure. and uh, everything else, I can only understand Craig Levine would go back in because they want to you know call upon his experience mm-hmm. and he's managed under United before as well. He as has we indeed some time ago. Stephen, I was surprised in some ways because the chairman said last look last week he said even if we go down we'll win the championship and come back up. So. Would you not think they would go for someone who maybe hasn't been over the course but can identify new young... I'm not saying Craig can't. Who, were you surprised? Who would you go for? No, I mean, you're surprised uh, because, I, as as you say, I expected Hearts to have been his last job in management. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that was him. Um, yeah. He was a good Dundee United manager. Um, I think if, if you're looking for former Dundee United managers with a bit of experience and who did well in the job, Peter Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, did excellent at Dundee course, United yeah. good, I'm, good not, I'm, I'm not sure if I agree with the Dundee United chairman there completely mm. you know it's not easy to no, come no. straight yeah. back up from the champion there's a lot of good teams all wanting to 
you know, Kilmarnock did it. They applied, employed Derek Johnson mm. towards uh, Derek McInnes, sorry, yeah. towards the end, and Derek did exceptionally well. But I wouldn't be so flippant oh. as to say if we go down, we'll come back up the well, next year. Oh, listen, I admire his confidence if that's what he thinks. But, but Dundee United know all about staying. Players down. might yeah. leave. Yeah, you sure. know things like this because of the wages and Absolutely. going down. I, I don't know what the payments mm-hmm. are, the budgets are, but it's a decent. Budget. I wouldn't be as flippant as to be no. telling the players yeah. that and putting that out so public. And there's a certain uh, team up the hill who yeah. might be a championship club next season that uh, oh, might have something to say about them winning the championship. Uh, indeed, was that maybe for the local market? Names that you thought Neil Lennon's name was mentioned. Would that not be? I mean, somebody who won so many trophies as manager at Celtic and at Hibs as well. He won a trophy there. They brought Hibs up from the championship. Yeah, indeed, Neil. John, uh, brother John worked with Neil Lennon at Hibs and he, and he absolutely loved him as a Hibs mm-hmm. manager. Um, he was great and he always speaks, about, we spoke about mentality earlier in the show um, and he said that's one thing that Neil Lennon brought to Hibs, a real demand and to win and, and they would be playing Celtic Hearts and Rangers and, and he'd be looking for them to beat them. Okay, oh, go on, Paul. Yep. Sorry. Okay, Derek McInnes, he said today, I don't believe Rangers... Cup final disappointment will necessarily help his own Kilmarnock on their visit to Ibrooks this weekend. Yeah, two, two biggest games. Rangers, Kilmarnock on Saturday. Celtic at uh, the new Love Street, as I call it, uh, on Sunday. The only ground that Celtic have lost at this season, of course, uh, domestically. Um, some other news. Serie A side Bologna, where Lewis Ferguson is, of course. Uh, they're believed to be keeping tabs on Motherwell defender Max Johnson, who's attracted a lot of interest. He scored a great goal the other week. So, yeah, Bologna. That'd be some move from... Yeah, you speak about Bologna, you speak about Rangers, Ellen the show. I think that's one that got away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lewis Ferguson, uh, part of the Scotland setup, and what a season he's having in, in Serie A. I think uh, you talk about guys that were mentality and know what it's like to, to play for Rangers and um, I think that's one that got away it's strange really isn't it <laughs> Lewis Ferguson you know mm-hmm. his dad was a great Rangers player his uncle wonderful Rangers player I mean that doesn't make you a great player but no. he is a good player uh, good. and he'll probably move on from Bologna soon um, and Aberdeen interim boss Barry Robson meeting the new CEO Alan Burrows whom we know well as the former Motherwell guy Um John, you would imagine they would appoint him till at least the end of the season. Well, Barry Robson, always, two wins and, a, and one defeat. If you go in as a, a rookie sort of interim, never yeah. managed before, being a part of the staff, obviously, um, you go in with the intentions of see how things go, I'll try and get a little bit of a, of a kick from the players, but you have a bit of success and you get around the place and you think, oh, I can do this. You know, I don't want to see another manager come in and obviously take over. I've I done my little bit of coaching. I was a good player, played at a high level. I now want to be manager. So if he makes a case, you know, then then why not? A point from within. Yep, Stephen, good appointment if it was Barry Robson. Yeah, well, I think right away when, when he brought in Steve Agnew, and, um, it seemed that he was going to be given the opportunity to to take it on for a, for a while it didn't look as if there was going to be an immediate appointment but it's a big game for them this weekend their away record's really poor for the size of club I mean two wins in 13 games away from home you're going to bottom the league in, in a, a tasty game it's always a well supported game that than the United Aberdeen, Aberdeen game so huge weekend for Barry it sure is. At the weekend there, St Johnson, St Mirren 1-1. Not so much to talk about there. Liam Fox left Dundee United then after that four-goal defeat. Um, Malky Mackay might just do the Houdini with Ross County. Kilmarnock and Motherwell 1-1. Well, Derek will be really disappointed to lose that late goal. And um, for Stuart Kettlewell, what a dream start 
two wins and, and a draw. We said it here, didn't we, Paul? We said it on the radio that on you the back of Kettlewell. I think yeah. Barry agreed as well. I was on with Barry. You both did. And we both said that. But you know yeah. what? Derek McInnes will be thinking, well, we should have won that game. Mm-hmm. He was talking about his players, you know, got to be a little bit more wiser towards the end of the game. Don't be giving, don't invite pressure into our box. They give a silly free kick away and then obviously Mother will equalise. And the other game, Aberdeen winning 1-0 against Livy. Uh, Stephen, you know the Championship well. What do you think? Are Queen's Park coming up after that big win at the weekend? Yeah, it was a big big day for them. Um, obviously, with our teams around them dropping points. And Hamilton have been going really well. I mean, Hamilton were almost a form team in the division. And One thing you, you worried about with Queen's Park was Simon Murray going to Ross County. Did the goals dry up? But right away they go, put four past Queen uh, Hamilton. And yeah, a real statement victory, that one. Yeah, the championship has Queen's Park on 47 points uh, after 26 games. Dundee with a game in hand, and that's tonight, isn't it? Yeah, Partick Thistle. Partick Thistle, huge game. Uh, who's going to win that one? What do you think? The Dens Parkers well, or I th- well, I think, Glasgow's I, finest? I, I think, uh, I mean, Dundee have to be winning that game. They can't They can't let that gap um, develop. They've, they've got to get closer to Queen's Park, but um, not going to be easy. Partick, a good side, as they show the Ibrox. Yep, it's... 43 points for Dundee, Air on 40 along with Morton and the Jags on 37. Um, back to the big two then. Let's hear from Michael Beale. One more uh, thing from him after the defeat at the weekend. We didn't play to our true level. Why that is, I'll have to go back with the staff and the players and look at it because there's been a few times since I've come back and I don't want to make a mountain out of today's performance because we have done well since I've come back into the club. That's the first defeat in 15 games, but there's been a number of games where it's took a half-time uh, honest conversation to force a reaction from the team. Uh, I thought the boys that come on did well, and I thought when we showed more energy and intensity in the game, uh, so it were more uncomfortable. But, um, yeah, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. We had uh, moments. We had a moment first half where I think someone for them makes a great block on a cross from our right-hand side, and it goes just wide. They score in those moments, and they're the fine margins. You know, if, if fashion takes that chance at... at at one at one nil and Ryan it's the post and maybe we're sat here and it's a different game but it's not so no excuses so he won the game and, and congratulations to them John it's going to be some period for him now isn't it the, the cup to look forward to and cup a, to a look forward to um, Kilmarnock at the weekend I, th- I think you'll want a reaction from the final I don't think you want a you know a more accustomed performance uh, from his team in front of the, the home crowd of the Ibrox at the weekend yeah so, yeah, it's an opportunity to bounce back. Listen, you're only as good as your last game, really. So, uh, an opportunity. That's a, that's a good thing in football. If you were really bad the week before, they weren't really bad. I'm just saying, if you are yeah. not at the level the week before, you've always got a chance in football to put it mm-hmm. right. So, there's an opportunity for Rangers players to go out there now on Saturday and get a convincing win for their, for their manager and their club. And you would expect them to take the three points? Absolutely. Yeah. Stephen? Overall, well, I felt going into the game that it was bigger for Michael Beale because Ange obviously um, had the nine point advantage. If Rangers were to win the cup, then Celtic would have to quickly refocus and go and get the league. But with that, uh, with Michael Beale having that nine point gap, um, it's going to feel like a long time until the Scottish Cup comes round. Harry's been on the social saying, Stephen, you were saying about Rangers not staying. Uh, to see Celtic to to suck it up really Um, and he agrees with you he's been on the socials a Rangers fan saying yeah they should stand there and take that misery and think I'm not going to let this happen uh, if they get to the Scottish Cup final in one of the previous calls I can't remember what one said about uh, 
they might have a chance to get Celtic again at Hamden. Mm-hmm. I just think as a player, when you lose, I mean, it doesn't matter anything to Celtic fans. They're not. They're just interested in who's lifting the trophy and watching the celebrations. But to, for a Rangers player, I would want them to be standing there and make sure that that doesn't happen. If the Scottish Cup comes around with Celtic Rangers in the final, that you know that feeling of your guts getting ripped out with the other team uh, lifting the trophy, that you make sure it doesn't happen again. Here's Ange Postacoglu then, one more from him, talking about, yeah, the squad should should be really proud and enjoy these days. Yeah, I think it's important we enjoy today um, because, like I said, this group works awfully hard, not just the players, the staff on a daily basis. You know, I'm pushing them all the time and there's a reason I push them and the reason I push them is for days like today. So there's no point talking beyond today and, and, and not letting them enjoy what they've achieved because I'm going to ask them to go again, you know, come... Tuesday when we're back in training and you know for them to, to come back into the building and, and again put in an effort you know I need to let them enjoy and get rewarded tonight they deserve deserve that and that's what they'll do and you know once once we've enjoyed it and celebrated in the right and proper manner then you know come Tuesday we'll focus on sending Merrin away and it's a tough game against a tough opponent tough venue um, and that's where our focus will be and I see he had a wee dram he had a scotch a whiskey wee dram, uh, just a wee dram he said um, afterwards and it was uh, one of the children's family uh, birthday as well so he gave the players a day off uh, John you can hear uh, the big news today was that he said oh I think I'll be here you know longer it might surprise yeah. people if that happens yeah it'd be yeah. great for the club um, if he, he seems very very happy he seems very contented he, he brushes all the interest from other clubs Away, um, he's 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 just done he's done an amazing amazing job here at Celtic, and I hope it continues. And I think if they back him, if the recruitment are as good and they, they keep producing these signings that come in and have a huge effect, then why wouldn't Celtic want to keep this guy? You know the the best thing that Ange could possibly do is show his commitment. Hopefully, um, Celtic want him to stay. Um, it's going to be down to him. Uh, certainly, the club would want to keep him. So. I would love him to stay and I'm sure uh, all the Celtic fans would agree with me. To the first class lounge to Mr Hartson please. The flight to Dubai is leaving shortly. Have a great few days over there John. You'll be back next week. Thank you. Stephen good luck at the weekend against um, Peterhead. Peterhead. Good luck. Thanks so much. Tomorrow night Barry and Peter. Jokal Day is up next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.